Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. We're going to continue our study this morning on God's help in difficult times. As we do so, let's have a word of prayer. God, wherever you find us today, uh, in our homes, with family, alone, may we hear what it is that you have to say to us. May we be open to what you are doing in our lives, and may we respond. I pray this in your name. Amen. So, as we said, we, and we've said again and again, we are going through difficult times. This is a time that uh, for some of us is easier than others, but for all of us is a challenge. And one of the things that I've noticed as we, as we experience this together, and this is true not just through what we're currently experiencing as, a, as our world through coronavirus, but really in, in all kinds of challenging times and difficult times, Oftentimes, when we are struggling, our tendency is to look around and to figure out what caused this pain, what caused this struggle. And oftentimes, that is a tendency to find whose fault is this? Who do I blame for the hardship that I am experiencing right now? And I'm sure you've probably noticed this happening in our world that it's, it's somebody's fault, right? And who is the person that we can put our anger and our frustration and, and put those things on, which helps us feel a little bit better, right? So if we want to blame somebody else for things not being the way that we wish that they were, it makes me feel a little bit better because it's, so, okay, here's the person who is responsible. And I've noticed that we have this tendency to, the way that we can relieve this stress and uncertainty is to find out who do we direct this frustration towards. And as we do that, uh, it, it alleviates some of that, that stress. And I'm sure you've probably noticed this, maybe, and I think we're all doing it to some degree. As we move into the story of Joseph, which we've already heard from our children this morning, I'd love for us to keep this in mind. Who are we directing our frustration towards? And what is it about this tendency to, to find blame? And as we, as we move into the story of Joseph, I want to bring in a special guest who is going to help us think through this story. All right, I'm here with Sam, and Sam is going to help us think about the Joseph story. But before we talk about that, Sam, what is special about tomorrow, Monday? My birthday. How old are you going to be? Eight. What else is special about your birthday? What other day, special holiday is it? Star Wars Day. That's right. Uh, do you remember how old Joseph was when his brothers sold him 17. 17. Um, how do you think Joseph was feeling when his brothers were selling him? Sounds medium because I don't think he liked that his brothers were selling him, but he knew the Lord was with him. Okay, so he was kind of feeling bad that his brothers were selling and him. And kind of feeling good. He was trusting he... God then? Yeah. Okay. Um, have you ever been so mad at your brother that you wanted to sell him as a slave? Not that. Not that I remember. But maybe. 
<laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe in the future. Um, how do you think you would feel if you were that far away from home and you didn't know anybody and you were by yourself? Pretty bad? Yes. Yeah, pretty thumbs down. I bet Joseph probably felt a lot, thumbs down a lot. But he, like you said, he was also trusting God. Um, and so, yeah, that's one thing, right? What does the Bible tell us in that story when he's with Potiphar and then when he gets put into prison? What is the one thing that the Bible tells us over and over and over again? That the Lord helped him su- su- succeed. The Lord helped him succeed because why? Was he alone, even though he might have felt alone? No. Because why? The Lord was always with him. The Lord was always with him. Um is God always with you? Yes. Do you always feel like God is with you? No. A lot of times we don't really notice God, even though he's with us, right? Yeah, like when I'm alone riding bikes and nobody wants to come out with me. Or when I feel like I'm alone in my room, when Henry's like asleep or just very quiet, I feel like I'm alone in my room. Mm-hmm. Well, I also have my R2 stuffing, which feels like a person to me. Yeah. But even when you feel alone, are you alone? No. Why? Because God is always with me. And how do you know that? How do you know that God is always with you? Because I read the Bible. Okay. It says in the Bible, it tells us that God is always with us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember how long it was? between the time that Joseph became a slave at 17 and the time he finally got freed by Pharaoh? 30 years. 13 years. 13 years, right. He was 30 when he was finally got out of prison, right? I got too caught up with saying the answer when I fell asleep. So 13 years, that's a long time. That's longer than you've been alive. Yes. How long have we been in this, like, stay at home because of coronavirus? Do you remember? Like, one or two months. Yeah, like, almost two months since, like, school was canceled and stuff. Can you imagine having something so hard that was lasting 13 years? No. Yeah, this two months feels like a long time, doesn't it? Yes. 13 years would be so long. And But Joseph, we're told, right, knew (laughs) that God was with him. Right, and so sometimes he felt probably felt sad, but a lot of times he knew that God was with him. Right. Mm -hmm. So the last things I want to talk to you about is all the way at the end of the story. Joseph Mm -hmm. meets his brothers again. Mm -hmm. How would you be feeling if your brother had sold you as a slave, and then you finally were freed? Kind of medium. Because I don't like that he sold me. Well, actually, thumbs down diagonal. Yeah, he'd probably be pretty angry. But I'm also, like, pretty happy that I got away from him because he, like, 60% of the day is doing this to me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Joseph, do you remember? He forgives his brothers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think he doesn't retaliate against his brothers? Do you remember what the Bible says? Um, no, no, I don't. Remember, it says that you 
intended to harm me. Mm-hmm. He says to his brothers. His brothers intended to oh, harm yeah, him. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Uh-huh. But the real reason I ended up here is because I followed God. Okay. Something like because that. Because God had a different plan, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, even though they had a, a mean plan, Joseph knew that God had a different plan. And so he, even though it maybe hurt his feelings, he had trusted God and knew that God had a different plan, right? Mm-hmm. And so even though he might have been angry for some of the time, he also understood that God was doing something different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that true in our lives too? Mm-hmm. That when we maybe don't feel God, that mm-hmm. God still yeah. might be working? What Joseph said about like his, like the real reason he was there is because he was following God. It's kind of like how you can like see us, but like there's the ceiling and like windows. And also how like there's like houses and like other stuff behind us, but you can't see it. Yeah, right. So, like, right behind us is the fire, right? Mm-hmm. But you can still see that. You can still see the fire. But what's behind that? Um, the wall. The wall. And what's behind the wall? Outside. Outside. And do you know what's right over there outside? Our house. Our house. Yeah. And if you went further that way, do you know what you would finally hit? Antarctica. Well, probably Antarctica. You could probably hit downtown. Yeah. Right? Or by Nolan's house. Yeah. If you went really far away, you might hit, like, Grandpa Frosty and Grandma Kathy all the way down in Bolivia or that far south. Or you might hit, like, California. Yeah. but Like Disneyland. We can't, yeah. But just because we can't see those things, right, all we can see is the fire, doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah. Right? And that's how God is, too. Just because we can't see him doesn't mean he's not there. (laughs) He's always with us, even when we can't see him. Good. Well, thanks. Do you have anything else you want to say to our friends from church? No. Okay. Thanks, Sam, for helping us as we think about this Joseph story. There's a couple things that we talked about that I think are really important for us to remember and to be reminded of as we reflect on God's help in difficult times. And the first thing, as Sam pointed out to us, the Lord was with Joseph. This is an incredibly important statement for us to hang on to. In fact, we're told four times in one chapter, the Lord was with Joseph. And what's particularly unique about this is this is the only time in Genesis where the name Yahweh is used. If you remember, we don't learn this name for God until Moses' encounter with God at the burning bush. And yet here, all the way back in Genesis, we're told the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph, and Potiphar recognized that the Lord was with Joseph. And this is really important because as we think about our own circumstances, we think about our own struggles, it's so easy for us to only see what is right in front of us. right? As Sam reminded us, just because the fireplace is behind us doesn't mean that's the only thing that's behind us. We only see a certain part of the picture But that doesn't mean there isn't more happening that we can't see. And so the Lord was with Joseph. And this, again, think about this for the the Israelites who have just been coming out of slavery in Egypt. To be told that God was with 
their ancestor Joseph when he was a slave, when he was imprisoned. God was with him. And as we are experiencing difficult times, it's so important for us to remember that just because we can't always see God with us, just because we can't always feel God with us, doesn't mean he's not there. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't be acting and operating faithfully as though God is still in control. And this is the second thing to think about as we think about how we respond to difficult circumstances and that tendency that we have to want to to blame someone else or to find fault in someone else, to become embittered towards others. Joseph says to his brothers, it wasn't you who sent me here, but it was God. In chapter 45, the first time he, he meets his brothers and they recognize him for the first time, he reveals himself to his brothers. Multiple times he says, first of all, chapter 45, verse 5, he says, do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. And then again in verse 8, he says, So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. Joseph has this perspective. And I don't know if Joseph had this perspective for the entire 13 years that he was in Egypt before he was, before he was freed. Probably, I would imagine that like me and you, there would be times where he was angry and upset and and lost sight of what God was doing. But the scripture doesn't tell us any of that. What it tells us is that by the end of the story, Joseph recognized and knew that God had a different plan than the plan that his brothers had. So at the end of at the end of Genesis, when once again after Jacob has died, their father has died, and his brothers are once again afraid that Joseph might now take retaliation. They come to him and they plead for forgiveness. And he says, look, you don't need to ask for forgiveness because you intended something for harm, but God intended it for good. And this perspective is something that we need to hang on to as we are all struggling through difficult times. And this is not just for the current times that we're struggling through, but but in all of our circumstances, when we don't understand what's happening. The scripture reminds us again and again that God is with us and that God is in control. As Lauren read to us earlier, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. That doesn't mean that all things are good. It doesn't mean that every circumstance we experience, even if it seems bad, is actually a a good thing. Uh, It wasn't good that his brothers sold him into slavery. It wasn't good that he was falsely imprisoned and spent years and years in prison. It wasn't good that he was forgotten by the cupbearer when he was was free. These things were not good things to happen to Joseph, that he should have just said, oh, this is great. But God was working for good in all of those things. And in our circumstances, when hard things come our way, can we remember that God is working for good? It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be angry from time to time. These are natural feelings that all of us have. But as we feel those things, it's so important for us to gain the larger perspective that there's more happening behind us. There's more happening that's outside of what we can see. God is in control of it all. 
So two questions that I want us to think about as we, as we reflect on this Joseph story. And I, w- I would love for you to talk about this with your, with your small group, with your family, whoever it is that you're able to get together with, you're on your Zoom calls with, whoever it is you're connecting with. Two questions for us to reflect on. First of all, the reminder, God is with us right now. So what is God doing in you right now, in your lives right now? Right, Potiphar and the prison guards, they recognized that the Lord was with him because of how Joseph was responding and because of how Joseph was acting. So if God is with you right now, if you believe this is true, how can you see God's presence in your life? What are some things where you see God working right now? How are others seeing God working through you? When people see you, do they say, the Lord is with them? So this is the first question. How is God with you right now? And how do people see that? And then the second question. And this one, we, it may be years before we know the answer to, but it's important for us to reflect on this. It's important for us to remember this question. It's important for us to, to years from now, after all of this is over, and it will be over, this isn't going to last forever, but it's worth paying attention to. Where is the story headed? What is God doing? We may not see the end results, even in our lifetime, of what God might be doing through our difficult circumstances right now. But God will bring about good. Will you allow it to be through you? If you remember all the way back when, we, when all of this first started, Pastor Jim talked to us about the story of Esther. And, and Mordecai came to Esther and he says, God will work. God will raise up a deliverer for his people. But it may be that he's put you in this place so that he can work through you. So this is the second question. How is God working through you into the future? What is God's plan for you? You know, historically, this is not the first pandemic that has, that has existed in our world. And throughout history, there have been diseases and there have been, there have been famines. There have been problems that have taken place in our world. And historically, when these kinds of things have had taken place back in the Roman times and back in all these other times, the people who had means, the people who could afford to, what they would do is they would flee the cities. They would take off. They would go where they could be safe and they could be protected. But it was the Christians who stuck around. It was the Christians who took care of those who are sick and those who are in need. And after it was all over, people could look and say, what was different about these people? Why did they choose to take risks themselves to care for one another? And I think this is such an important reminder for us as we think about what God is doing in us and what God is telling us. Is our response when things get difficult, is our response to get angry and to be upset and to to sit in our frustration and to respond out of our frustration or do we respond out of love? Do we respond as though God is with us and God is working in us today and tomorrow? And this is our challenge. As As we 
understand that these times are difficult, the challenge is, will we be paying attention to what God is doing? Will we remember that God is with us? And will we, resp- will we respond as though that is true? Let's pray. God, we are so used to gathering each Sunday together, being reminded of your presence as we as a church are together. We ask that where we are sitting right now in this space, wherever it is we find ourselves right now, Remind us of your presence. We can't always see it. We can't always feel it. But today, may we be reminded that you are with us in our homes. In our cars. When we go to the grocery store. Wherever it is we find ourselves, you are there. May we live today as though that is true. May our conversations with one another be reminders that you are working even when we can't see it. God, we thank you that we are not alone. Go with us this week. May we be a people who when others see us, their response might be, the Lord is with them. Amen.